0: entrepreneur on fire 551 the most inspiring stories from today's most successful entrepreneurs join john
1: lee dumas and today's entrepreneur on fire
0: where do I go to learn creative software and business skills? Lynda.com. Get access to over 2000 video courses free for seven days at lynda.com slash EOF. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash E-O-F. Did you know that eVoice handles call routing and voicemail transcription for your business? Go to eVoice.com and get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Dan Granger. Dan, are you prepared to ignite?
1: I'm in fuego. Yes.
0: I'm <laughs> Dan is CEO of the LA-based ad agency, Oxford Road. His company brings analytics and innovation to influencer marketing campaigns for the most innovative companies in the world, including Hulu, Dollar Shave Club, and LegalZoom. Oxford Road has gone from startup to over $1 million per month in billing in under a year. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Dan, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business.
1: Sure. So thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, Oxford Road is um, an ad agency, and what we do is we try to find the most innovative companies in the world that are looking to acquire new customers. And we try to help them uh, go off the traditional ways of doing online marketing for customer acquisition. You know, usually what happens is they do SEO, they do SEM, they do some partnerships, and then they say, where, where else can we get customers? And what we really specialize in is helping them go into the trickier stuff like radio, um, podcasts, YouTube, um, places where you don't have any guarantees. And so we try to work with them to help them acquire customers. And one of the things that we do is we try to find the most influential people in media to tell their stories, to carry their messages, and to, and to make recommendations so that they'll, they'll acquire more customers through those channels.
0: Powerful stuff. And Dan, personally as a podcaster, I'm excited to delve even more into what you have going on at Oxford Road. But before we do, I want to know a little bit more about you personally.
1: Okay. So I, um, I live in Southern California. I'm from Michigan originally. Um, Oxford Road is the street uh, I was born on. Um, so there, there's a part of me that, uh, you know, my heart is still in Michigan in many ways, but here we are in Los Angeles. Uh, our office is on Hollywood Boulevard. And before launching Oxford Road last year, I spent about 10 years working for Clear Channel Radio. And I was in advertising sales. And I was working with a lot of local companies on local radio campaigns. And everybody kind of came to, to us with the same issue. It was, you know, help us get more customers, and if it works, we'll spend more. But the truth is, it, it was just, it, it's a gut-wrenching process. It's very hard to make advertising work. And you get very personally invested in trying to make these entrepreneurs successful in a lo, on a local level. And, and there's no branding in it. You're accountable for everything. So what I got to do for 10 years was um, really practice and learn and struggle through trying to figure out how do you make a campaign work, how do you write copy? How do you deal with talent? Um, how do you measure? And how do you know how, you know, what percentage of your ads are actually working. Um, and so we really got to incubate for 10 years uh, at Clear Channel and kind of simulate an ad agency. Um, I was able to build a team kind of like an in-house agency at Clear Channel. And we were just we just became direct response ninjas. Um, and through that, we we saw a lot of the uh, emerging media landscape changing, um, with things like podcasts and things like people tuning into YouTube for more than just silly videos. And we we saw a real opportunity to take what we learned at Clear Channel and translate that into uh, success through the through the new channels. And so when we found out that the market was um, very uh, effective in that way, it was it was speaking to us. It was saying terrestrial radio is not the answer the only answer to everybody's problems there are new things coming out and I wanted to be a part of that and I I guess I feel like um, I I feel like the story of David applies a little bit because everybody talks about a kid that went up against Goliath and had a lucky shot with a rock and I think about my story and my team's story uh, in that in the same way uh, it didn't happen that way. We, we were very successful early on, and it's not because we got lucky. Um, David, prior to his battle with Goliath, was a shepherd, and he had to protect his flock with very little resources behind him. He had to fight off bears. He had to fight off lions, and he had to be aggressive, and he had to know how to, how to get it done. Um, when it came time that he was on a stage where people could see him, he it was no problem to defeat a giant. And I feel like that's our story. We were doing things with local personalities and local companies and learning the skills that we needed to to step out onto a national stage and work with some great national companies on national campaigns and know how to make it happen and know how to win.
0: Great Malcolm Gladwell book, David and Goliath. And I was really fascinated when I heard that story too, Dan. I'm glad you brought it up here. And I have to ask you, because it's the end of March when we're recording this, middle of March madness, U of M or MSU?
1: I got to go U of M. <laughs> I have no choice. It's in my blood.
0: There you go. The blue blood. I love it. And Dan, we're going to transition now to the success quote, because an Entrepreneur on Fire, we always start every interview with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away.
1: This really helped me. When I was launching Oxford Road, because I was kind of working three jobs, um, working my job at Clear Channel, building a a client base on the side, um, doing these other kinds of advertising and trying to create infrastructure. And it was a very stressful time. It was very tumultuous. And and I didn't know how it was going to turn out. And during that time, I had a copy of the movie Lincoln, and I watched it probably 10 times last year. And there was one part of it that I just, it it really spoke to me. And he's talking to uh, a congressman about the 13th Amendment to abolish slavery. And the congressman says, you know, I hate slavery, but we're entirely unready as a nation for emancipation. And Lincoln laughs. And he says, we're unready for peace, too. He says, you know, as bloody as the war's been, uh, we're going to have to extemporize and experiment with whatever it is, when it is. And he was able to say, you you don't get to control the outcome. And even the outcome you think you want, you're not ready for that anyway. And so for me, I I really absorbed that because I felt like in this business, there's so many unknowns. There's so many variables that we can't control. And we just have to be able to walk into it and say, I'm going to just show up and I'm going to give it everything I got. And the whole point of this is that we don't get to know the outcome. So we need to live in today.
0: Wow. What a message, Dan. Thank you for sharing that with Fire Nation. Quite a movie. And I mean, I could just read a book of Lincoln quotes every night before bed because that guy, like Winston Churchill, just has a way with words that really do move me. And what I want to do now, Dan, is really go to the first major thing that I want to talk about as a story. And at Entrepreneur on Fire, that's what it's all about. It's about the story of our guests, and that's you today, Dan. So tell us a story of a time that you failed, of a time that you fell flat on your face like Goliath. Tell us that story yeah. and the lessons you learned.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, this was hard because I got so many of these. It was <laughs> tough to
0: pick. But Every great entrepreneur does, Dan.
1: Yeah, so thank you. I um, The one that I think stands out to me is that Just before we launched Oxford Road, um, you know, Oxford Road is very much akin in the day-to-day to to the work that I was doing previously. And what I noticed is I was trying to find a different path for myself that I could expand out of the work that I was doing in sales and advertising sales. And I, you know, I had this feeling like it had to be something other than an ad agency. Um, And what I tried to do is I tried to develop a, a network, a podcast network, And um, I spent a lot of, about a year prior to the the real work of building the foundation for Oxford Road, I was trying to develop shows. I was trying to groom talent. I was trying to put it out there. And I think that we had some good people we were working with. We had some good content. But what I saw was I wasn't good at that. And I didn't have a competitive edge when it came to content creation. That's not my skill set. And so it was very humbling for me to say, okay, I see a revolution in the marketplace, I want to participate in it. And my first attempt at a point of entry, it just wasn't taking off. And I'm watching all these networks crop up around me and start to take up real estate. And so um, I had to come to a place where where I had to say, okay, this is the market is speaking to me. And the market is saying, that's not what you're here to do. That's not what you're made to do. And that's not what you're good at. Do what you know, do what you love, do what you've always been doing, which is Representing the advertisers and helping them grow their businesses. And so the growth came out of the wreckage of me trying to do something that I wasn't already competent at. And, you know, I think the the positive on it is um, that out of that um, failure, success was able to grow.
0: One thing I love talking about here, Dan, is that time and time again, we see entrepreneurs on the show when we talk about failure, it's when they're sprinting after opportunities that they think will bring in money quickly. And Life is not a sprint. An entrepreneur's journey is not a sprint. It needs to be a marathon. So, when you settled back in to what you loved, what you were passionate about, and what you knew you could enjoy for the long road, that's when you started seeing the success. So, Fire Nation, take that away that we're not here doing sprints. We're here for the marathon. So get into something that you're passionate about, that you love, that you know you can become great at, and really focus on that and focus on the long term. And Dan, break it down for us. Break it down for Fire Nation. One lesson that you learned from this experience.
1: The experience that I learned was to know yourself and and be true to yourself in that, uh, it sounds cliche, so I apologize for that, but um you know we we have this idea, and we have things that we use to hinder ourselves because we tell ourselves, if then, if I can just launch this other thing that happens to be unrelated to where I've proven myself, then I'll really be successful and so we'll spend time chasing a dream that's really a fantasy and not actually a plan, and I think sometimes I, I learn that I can do that as a distraction from the work that needs to be done to really move forward and so being able to let that go and being able to take inventory and say, who am I and what has the history of my life really pointed at? And to be able to say, I need to keep moving in that direction, even if it means a different you know, title on my business card. I need to be who I am and I need to keep doing where I've proven myself to have um, something to bring to the marketplace.
0: That's so powerful, Dan, and what I really want Fire Nation to take away from that is the reality of the situation. I mean, for me, with Entrepreneur on Fire, I mean, once I started generating six figures a month in income, you better believe that so many different ideas and opportunities were cropping up all over the place. And to be frank with you, I was really looking into those and saying, wow, should I try to expand and and really differentiate myself? And should I diversify by going to these different directions? And I found myself being pulled away from the core of Entrepreneur on Fire, what was really working and what was powerful about this business. And Fire Nation, you hear me say it once, you've heard me say it a million times, focus, follow one course until success. So... Luckily, I didn't get, I didn't allow myself to be pulled in those directions. It was at times close, but I was able to talk to Kate and talk to people who I knew, liked, and trusted, my mentors, my mastermind, and they were able to say, John, keep that focus going down that road. You know what works. You know what the core of your business is. Dan's found that with Oxford Road. Now being a seven-figure-a-month business, I'm sure the opportunities are there a hundredfold as well. But Fire Nation, when you find something that works, that you're passionate about and that you see succeeding, double down on it. Don't spread yourself out thin. And Dan, I love that lesson and I wanted to take us to the other end of the spectrum which is an aha moment. Obviously, Oxford Road was a major aha moment for you. And maybe you're going to talk about that. Maybe you're going to tell us another story. I don't know. But I want you to tell us a time that you had a light bulb moment that went off during your entrepreneurial journey. And Dan, what steps did you take to turn that moment into success?
1: There are two forces in the universe that I listen to very closely. Um, And one is the market. And, um, I look at, I look at the results when you, when you make a, a, a real attempt at something, what does the market tell you? Does it accept or reject your premise? And so what I started doing, um, early last year was taking some clients that I had worked with on terrestrial radio and just building partnerships and referring them to different podcasts so that I could start kind of experimenting and, and seeing the viability of the solution. When I started seeing that some companies, and this isn't to say that terrestrial radio isn't great, there's a lot of value there, and there's going to be for a long time. But when I started seeing the, the results for some companies coming back a lot better when they went into a podcast, I said, there's something there, and I don't want to be limited in what I can offer my clients. We worked so hard to make a promise to them that we're going to help them grow. But I hate to know that there are other ways to do it and not be able to represent those things. So, so one force was the market just telling me there's something going on here and you need to pay attention to it. And the results spoke for themselves. The second thing is my wife. Um, she always knows a few years before I do what I ought to do. <laughs> and uh, you know, she's, she doesn't let me down. And, and she's seen me some of the failures... You know, she knew she knew those beforehand that I shouldn't have been doing them. She was patient with me and let me try. But she felt good about this one. And when when she smiles on something, I say, "Okay, I can go. I can I can move out and it's going to be all right. And in this case, she was very supportive, very encouraging. So those were the two things that happened that really made me feel like, "Okay, it's time to move.
0: So, Dan, let's really kind of dive into it. So, you make that decision, you realize the ROI, return on investment for sponsors, is phenomenal in the podcasting market. Speak to why you think that is and the actions you took to really double down on it.
1: The reason that I saw that was because, you know, with our clients, we have some clients, and some of them, uh, thanks to you, you know, advertise on your show. Um, because they get a good return on investment, and we work with companies like LegalZoom.com and uh, eVoice and eFax, and um, we work with FreshBooks, we work with Hulu, we work with Dollar Shave Club, we work with Prosper.com—great companies. And what we saw is they're they're so metric-driven; everything is so important that they not only. Um, feel like it's working, but that they can actually see people taking an action as a result of, of the ads running. And so we try to calculate a cost per acquisition and figure out what is the cost of acquiring a new customer for everywhere that they place ad dollars. So we've been doing that for years through terrestrial radio. It's not always an easy thing. you know we can we can get into the the messy world of attribution modeling, but um, ultimately, we just knew that apples to apples, there were more people responding to a lot of the messaging through podcasts than the other way. And I think one of the interesting things about podcasting um, is the, the relationship between the host and the relationship with the audience.
0: Fire Nation.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a, it, There's a tribe. There's a tribe that you're talking to, and, there's, and, and you, you're talking to them directly. A radio host – um, talk radio is, is the closest thing, and it's an excellent vehicle for advertisers. You know, the, the kind of the furthest away from what works is more like a jukebox format. But w- people can be in the car very distracted, going between stations. There's other things going around, and they kind of happen to listen to something on the radio. That often happens. With a podcast, you've picked out what you want to hear and you're focused on it. You're dialed in and you're listening. Whenever you can listen to somebody give their opinion about something for 30 to 60 minutes at a time, you really have an interest in what they have to say to you. And so when they make a recommendation to say, you know, let me tell you about a company I believe in and I'm in a position to know, I use them and you should too, that's very compelling. And so the, the, the podcast industry has allowed to create programming that might not work If you're competing in a local market, they can't get that specific in the kinds of content they can offer. There are no business radio stations that focus on solutions for entrepreneurs. There should have been. There should be. But the reality is they won't be able to compete against top 40. On the podcast world, you can talk to the whole universe and not be limited by a stick, by a signal that only reaches a certain geography. And so you can build a tribe of people from anywhere and and have that relationship and build that out and not have to worry that you're competing against the Spanish radio station and the hits radio station <laughs> and the conservative radio station. You really get to focus in on the people and what they care about for your tribe and not have to play the hits. So I think that's why there's this unique relationship in that industry. What we did was I tried to build as many relationships as I could with the, the, the people that have podcasts or represent podcasts, or the networks that are starting to um, manage podcasts, and I tried to get to know all of them and learn what are the case studies that are already out there. Who has the most engaged audience, and who will be the best ambassadors for our clients? Because we, you know, I do a tremendous amount of care and vetting on um, who we try to take on as clients. I don't want to work with just any company that, that would give us money. I want companies that, where they have a product I would use, I would recommend, um, I would want my family to use. And so that's where I do my vetting. I want talent, I want influencers that care very deeply about being ambassadors for their audience so that they do the vetting on their side. And when you have that trust between the, the, the companies that have been vetted and the talent that really cares about their tribe, sparks fly, magic happens. And and ultimately, they get a better return on their investment.
0: So one thing that I really want to pull out of there is the fact that you said, Podcast listeners choose what they listen to. And I think that's so true and so valuable. Because a lot of times you jump in a car and you're listening to the radio, a commercial comes on, you turn to the next station. You might not necessarily be choosing, it might just be happening to you. But for podcast listeners, you're going to the iTunes store, you're downloading, you're subscribing, you're going to Stitcher Radio, you're going to Swell, to SoundCloud. You're choosing what you want to listen to. So the sponsors know that that CPM that they're paying for, those thousand listens, Per dollar amount that they're paying for are listeners that chose to listen to that particular show. And that's why I've had sponsors like 99 Designs, LegalZoom, Squarespace, who have been with Entrepreneur on Fire for well over a year now because they continue to see that ROI. And even though it costs more on that quarterly basis to sponsor Entrepreneur on Fire as my download numbers continue to rise as does their ROI, because these are real listeners. So really powerful stuff. And Dan, in just one sentence, what's one clear lesson that you learned from this experience?
1: Listen to the market.
0: Listen to the market, Fire Nation. That's in any industry, that's in any niche. That is such valuable advice. And Dan, what I want to do now is bring things to present times. I want to talk about today because at Oxford Road, a million dollars a month in sales. I mean, you guys have so many great things going on. Share with Fire Nation one thing that just has you fired up right now.
1: Oh, I got the best news. <laughs> um, I, okay, so... so You really, signed
0: John Lee Dumas? What? Uh, no. <laughs> well,
1: you know what? Next best thing. Um, in 2004... One of the best relationships I ever built was actually with LegalZoom.com. I did their first ever radio yep. campaign on KFI six hundred and forty in Los Angeles, and it's still running today. The, the 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 man that I did that deal with became a very close friend and a mentor to me, and taught me so much about the advertising business. His name is Scott McDonald. He, I mean, not only has he been a VP of marketing at LegalZoom for ten years, I mean. He was with Leo Burnett. He did buying for Procter & Gamble. He knows television. He knows online. He knows everything. And he is I have learned so much from him through this relationship. He is coming to join me as, as our managing director what? at Oxford Road <laughs> wow. on May 5th. And I, I just couldn't be happier to have that level of talent helping to take care of our clients. It's, it's such good news, I can't tell you.
0: Wow. That's a game changer. I feel like that would be like me having Seth Godin join the Entrepreneur on Fire team and start writing my daily blog posts.
1: (laughs) That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is.
0: So Dan, before we hit the lightning rounds, let's thank our sponsors. You've been waiting for an important phone call all day long. The suspense is killing you. You keep checking your phone, wondering if somehow you missed it. And after you turn the volume up one more time, you realize you've checked the volume enough times that it can't possibly go louder. Why are you so paranoid about missing a call? Oh, I see. Someone in another office is actually supposed to be transferring that call to you. Well, what if you could just set up a directory of numbers so that whoever's trying to reach you can just dial your extension? No big fancy automated phone system necessary. Evoice offers your business a professional greeting with call routing tools and a custom dial-by-name directory so you don't have to rely on your coworker to make that transfer happen. Evoice is giving Fire Nation $5 off per month, forever, on top of their 30-day free trial. So go to evoice.com, enter promo code FIRE. That makes evoice under eight bucks a month. evoice.com, promo code FIRE. When I first started Entrepreneur on FIRE, I didn't know a whole lot about podcasting or how to run an online business. As you can imagine, that included not knowing about topics like social media marketing or about programs like the Adobe Creative Suite and WordPress but I knew that in order to reach my goals and successfully launch my business, I was gonna have to find a way to learn this stuff. Luckily, I came across lynda.com, where I found thousands of video courses on the very topics and programs I just mentioned. For me, this was a game changer, because it allowed me to focus and start learning immediately. I would spend entire days watching their courses taught by industry experts, which helped me master what I now consider the most important programs I use, Adobe Audition and WordPress. You can see what I mean for yourself by visiting lynda.com slash EOF for access to their entire video course library for free for seven days. That's lyndacom dot slash E-O-F. Dan, we've now reached my favorite part of the show—the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yes. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Guilt, fear—I uh, felt like I would be disloyal if I left Clear Channel because I really liked the people that I worked for and with. They were so good to me, and I didn't want to—I didn't want to let them down. Also, I have two young daughters and a wife. And, uh, it's scary to go out on your own. Uh, so I had a comfortable thing and it was, there was a lot of fear and, and just personal head problems that I had to work through. So I didn't feel, so I could look at it and say, this isn't, I'm not doing something against anyone else by going out. I'm just going and doing what I need to do and that's okay. And with the support of my wife and my family, it, it I'm free to do it.
0: Dan, haven't you ever heard me talk about the baby effect? It's when you have babies, that's the time to take the leap because you better believe as a father or a mother of those babies that you will not stop at anything. You will break through any barriers that you have to succeed. You will make that extra phone call. You will work those extra hours to succeed. So the baby effect was in full effect with Dan. Look where it's taking him now. And Dan, what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: I had a sales manager named Bob Scott when I was in my first year at Clear Channel, and he said, look, you know, because I, I always worked hard, but I, I didn't always know where to spend my time. And he said, look at the top people that we have here, and look at the way that they manage their time. Time is all you have in this business, and you have to manage it well. So it made me look at things more qualitatively rather than just doing the right things. It was doing the right things on the right activities that really... Made it, that was a game changer for me.
0: Fire Nation, all we have is time. Dan, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success?
1: I ask a lot of questions. I'm curious, but I, I think uh, one of the best things for me is the serenity prayer uh, really helps me. Um, just a- accepting the things that I cannot change, letting go of those things. And then with the things that I can, working like hell at them. You got you to gotta hustle where you can and let go where you can.
0: Hustle is where the heart is. Dan, can you share an internet resource like a never that you're in love with that you can share with our listeners?
1: You know what I really like is Clarity FM. Clarity.fm. I've used them a few times and I think it's a tremendous asset. Uh, are you familiar with it or should I explain?
0: Expound for Fire Nation. I will say sure. eofire.com slash Dan Martell is a great episode where we interview the founder.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay, so it, it's amazing. They have experts on everything and you pay them by the minute for advice. And so if you, you can get, I mean, Mark Cuban's on the platform, but I mean, you don't need Mark Cuban. You can get to anybody that's got expertise in something where you need some input and just set up a call with anybody. Whereas before you know, how are you going to get access from busy people? Can't do it. In this case, people want to share, they want to help, but this at least has, a, it gives a barrier so that they know you're serious when you get their time and you know exactly how long it's going to take. It's really, really cool.
0: Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Dan Granger. And Dan, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be?
1: Necessary Endings by Henry Cloud. That book was probably the most impactful book in the last three or four years for me. And I I don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing without it. It really talks about the fact that ending things is a good thing. It allows growth to take place. And it, it, it really walks you through how to do it and where to do it. And I mean, I can't tell you how many things in my life improved by going through that book and spending the time trying to live that stuff out. It was incredible.
0: Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free, just like Necessary Endings, at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Dan, This next question is the last of the lighting rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: You know, I get asked this a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm prepared for this one. No, uh, if, you know, if I got $500 and it's something like that, I'd take an Uber spaceship back to Earth and get my team, bring them back here, and uh, go take over the world. <laughs> now, you know, I, what I'd probably do is find a product or a service that I really loved, that I really thought was disruptive and changing this new world. And I would find somebody that has a tribe. I would find the John Lee Dumas of Ooh. this new world. And I would, I would. I would broker that partnership and I would have them recommend this good product to this loyal tribe. And then I would facilitate that relationship. I'd, I'd never have to worry about where the next $500 came from because it's just about finding good people and good products and putting them together.
0: Well, Dan, I have so enjoyed hearing your journey, specifically because it's so impactful to the podcasting world. So I thank you for that. And give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Thank you. So you can find me at OxfordRoad.com. That's the website. And I guess the, the final advice is that, you know, choose good things. We have so much, there are things we can't control, but we have so much jurisdiction and so much freedom of choice in this country about what we can do and and being able to go after what we want. And some people, they settle, they go for what's comfortable, they go for what's in front of them. And I would encourage you not to do that. Choose the best partner in life, choose the best friends, choose the best career decide what you want. And it's amazing how much is available to you once you make the decision.
0: Decide what you want, Fire Nation. And Dan, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've been talking about in today's episode at eofire.com. Just type Dan into our search bar and his show notes page will pop right up, Fire Nation. And Dan, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and experience Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Fire Nation, are you ready to find out if Podcasters Paradise is right for you? Well, if you're looking for a lively community of over 350 podcasters, then I think you're going to love Paradise. We have over 100 video tutorials in our ever-evolving library of how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and we're adding more all the time. Plus, our forum is bustling with great advice from top notch engagement. Visit podcastersparadise.com to claim your spot at our free podcast workshop today.